in on how to heal the sick how to heal sick people uh, believers can we'll be talking about that many times we don't realize that this scripture is given so that we can teach what's written in there just put it this way there are several ways different ways to heal people who are sick spiritually and God wants us to know how to do it and guess who's going to be healing the sick? You. You will be. And God will use you. You will see from the scriptures, and God will birth faith in your heart. And if you act on that faith, it doesn't matter who you are. Even if you're a little boy or a little girl, if you act in faith based on God's word, God washes over his word to perform it. If he, he's constantly watching to see if you will act on his word. And the day you're thinking on it, he's watching you. As soon as you step out of the boat, you can walk on water. So we'll be teaching on that. But today we're talking uh, about the power gifts. And we're starting with the, the gift of faith. But I want to start with this scripture. In Isaiah chapter 52, verse 1 and 2. He says, awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city. That's talking about the people of God. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall, not, shall no longer come to you. All of those things that you've been dealing with. The things that have been hindering you. The things that are hurting you. Those things will no longer come to you. The scripture says, he says, shake yourself from the dust. Who is to do it? You are to do it. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise, sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughters of Zion. Put on your strength. Awake, church. Awake. Wake up. You have a strength that God is giving to you. You are not ordinary. If you are born again and you have accepted Christ as your Savior, your Lord and Savior, you are not like the rest of the world. You have been born by the Spirit of God. A monkey's son looks like a monkey. You are God's son. The Spirit of God gave birth to you. And so you, there's a part of you that is divine. There is a part of you that's powerful. God made you in His image. We fell from that, but then He brought us back to Him. And we are born of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in you. He makes you the Spirit of God makes you a different kind of being. And the scripture is saying we, been, we have been sleeping too long. Awake! Awake! There is a strength that God has given to you. And God is saying, you put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garment for the world to see. So that they'll be attracted to Christ. Because there's power in your life. He says, shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the dust. You know, if you have, if you can bring in a very fine furniture into your home, and, and you can, but over time, what happens? It collects dust, right? And it doesn't look as good. 
God says, shake yourself of the dust. Get the shine again over your life. Amen. Let the world see it. You are the light of the world. The world needs you. Do you know what Jesus is saying? You are the light of the world. Without you, there is no light for them. They will be in darkness. Without you, nothing will taste good. You are the salt of the earth. They need you. And you have that power. As a child of God. Amen. Put on your strength, O Zion. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 18, it says, here am I and the children whom the Lord has given to me. We, that's Jesus and us, we are for signs and wonders. Amen. Say it with me. I am for signs and wonders for the world to see. Don't just talk about it. Act on it. God wants the world to see it. This is what Jesus declared through Isaiah in the Old Testament before he came. I and the children, here am I, and the children that God's given to me. We are for the world signs and wonders. That's why Paul said, I didn't come just speaking with you know, words of wisdom, trying to persuade you with human wisdom. I came with the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God. So that your faith will not rest in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Put on your strength, O Zion. You have strength. You just haven't put that strength on yet. But today, take that beautiful garment and go out and tell, tell the devil, you're in trouble now, I'm coming after you. Amen? You're in real trouble. And when, let him see you come in and say, here comes trouble. What am I going to do now? They've come, just like they did in Calvert. I really believed in my heart, Satan and his cohorts, all those demons were saying, here comes trouble, 35 of them. <laughs> what are we going to do now? 35. Five will be bad enough. We got 35. Amen. That's what God is doing for us. You know, the most important thing for a Christian is your faith. Your faith is so important. Nothing gets done in the kingdom of God apart from faith. God, you can cry out to God and really cry and plead with Him. He still will not be able to help you without faith. You can't buy or sell in the kingdom of God or do any kind of transaction in the kingdom of God without faith. Faith is the currency to do transaction in the kingdom of God. That's why the Bible gives us the word. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need faith. Faith is the number one thing. While we are on the earth, when we get to heaven, we don't need faith, but we still need love. Amen? That's why love is the greatest. We need love. But here, you need faith. And faith works through love. We need faith. God will not do anything without faith. Now, put it the other way. God can never overlook faith. When people tell you they really believe in God, 
let them really check their heart. If they're truthful to themselves, they know they have elements of doubt. That's why that man said, Lord, I believe. Help my own belief. <laughs> it's not that man alone. I do that often. <laughs> I do that. Lord, help my own belief. Because inside of you, in the recess of your life, there's something there that doubts. Because of the things that you know that are negative, the, the examples that you've seen all around you. So faith is so important, but God will not work without faith. And sometimes, just to help the preacher, I'm sure you're thinking, me, no, you. Amen? <laughs> because all of us have been called to preach the gospel, right? Sometimes, just to help you get a work, a miracle done, God will give you the gift of faith. So that the job is done. In James chapter 1, verse 6 through 8, it says, But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7 is so key. It says, For let not that man or woman suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. When you ask him from God, no doubting. Because once you have doubt in you, the scripture that cannot be broken, God is saying, once there is doubt in you, don't suppose you will ever receive anything from God. It's not going to happen. Faith is so important. When we tell people, study the scriptures, it's not just to know, script, you know, chapter and verse. What you are doing is putting into your life the most important element that you need in this life. Faith. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You need that. If you don't put the word of God there, you can't have real faith. You will be tossed to and fro. A double-minded person, unstable in all his ways, and God cannot do transactions with you. That's what he's saying. God cannot do business with you. But sometimes, as we do the work of God, we run into situations where it's really hard to believe. And that's because of a past experience. That's because of things that we know in the natural. And it's natural to us. But God has to get his work done. And so what he does, he gives you the gift of faith. To get that work done. And the gift of faith stays in you until it's done. It works that way. And I know when the gift of faith is operating in a person, you just don't have any doubt. Everybody can be saying, you're stupid, you're crazy. He just stays with you until that work is done. I shared with you last week about one man that had the trouble uh, with believing because he called for death and the people in the audience heard dead. And they brought a dead man to the stage for him to, to raise up. And he sat down discouraged. He says, I said death, not dead. And then all of a sudden, God gave him the gift of faith. And he rose and raised that man from the dead. Amen? Many of you know Paul Yongicho. He's the pastor of the largest church in the world. He has about 800 members. I was reading in his book, 800,000 members, I'm sorry. 800,000 members. 
800. That's the church surrounding Houston here. <laughs> no, but when he began to build his church, he was going to build a sanctuary that would, uh, that would cost him $5 million. I don't know about the United States. We can take loan. But over there in some third world countries, if you don't have the money, you ain't building. And he was in faith speaking what he knew, telling the congregation how we're going to be building this. And God has shown him favor from the mayor. They had the place ready and they were ready to build. And then one day he said he looked from his window and he saw those huge tractors pulling dirt and digging into the, the, the earth. And fear gripped his heart. And he said, oh God, I have to come up with all the money to pay these guys. And from that day, Pastor was having a hard time. He said he was f- praying like somebody dying. It was so bad. At his stage, if I remember correctly, he was even pleading with God, let me kill myself, God. I want to commit suicide and still let me come to heaven. And God told him, you're a coward. If you kill yourself, what's going to happen with all of these people that's following you? He, he was praying like crazy. And his wife was watching what was going on. And determined he was going through. And one day, just like other times, he was in his room praying. And then all of a sudden, he got baptized with the gift of faith. He ran out from his closet and said, I've got it! I've got it! I've got it! He said the $5 million was just like $5 in his heart. It's just $5. And his wife looked at him and said, you've really lost it now. It's over now. You've been acting strange all along. Now we've gone the deep end. This is over. But she said, can't you see? I got it. And they built that sanctuary. Amen. So God gives that gift of faith. And when it comes, miracles are done. I want to go on and talk about, I have other examples. But I want to talk about the working of miracles. But specifically, I want to share something that my wife did. She didn't know I was going to talk about this. But uh, my son told you was born with a condition. And uh, this has to do with that gift of faith. She didn't discuss it with me. But when Toju was sent out of the hospital, they gave us a bunch of medication to give to Toju and you know they gave us all this advice what was going to happen and Angela kept giving you know Toju all those drugs and all of that and then uh, one day I guess the gift of faith came in and she said I don't need this stuff you remember and she threw everything off she just threw all the medicine away and from then on guess what happened big reversal Toju was totally healed. We were told Toju was going to be mentally retarded. You got to put, join everybody, find out support groups so you can deal with these issues and all the problems. And God dealt with her at that point. And today, Toju is okay. That's how God works with the gift of faith. Did she have all that great faith? I didn't know. I was shocked about that great faith. I talked to some ministers of people, elders, about this. And it's like, what did she do? But it didn't bother her at all. That was something to do. I mean, if he dies, let him die. God, you're going to heal him. Amen? 
that's how that the gift of faith works. Amen. Now, I'm going to go to the second thing, which is the walking of miracles. There are three power gifts. The first one is faith. The second is the walking of miracles. And the third one is the gifts, plural, of healings, plural. The gifts of healings. And you can find all of this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, most people refer to supernatural healing as miracles. And they're right. Supernatural healings are miracles. But all healings are not miracles. We will talk about that. But miracles are not limited to healings. You can have miracle in your finances. Amen? A great miracle. And I pray constantly for our church, even this morning, that God will give you financial miracles. It's called miracle money. <laughs> it just comes to you and visits and stays with you. Amen. And you welcome miracle money. You can have miracles in your marriage. He's dying. Everybody's telling you it can't work. And God can give you a miracle. Amen. They may tell you, oh, you're just going to be single. Maybe the rest of your life, uh, you can't find a husband. Well, Esther found a husband. (laughs) That was a miracle. Amen. She didn't know I was going there today, but she's here. God can do a miracle. God can perform miracles in your life. In Bible says, there is nothing that's impossible with God. If you have an impossibility in your life, uh, uh, you are a good candidate for a miracle. Wait for a miracle. God will do it. God will give you that gift. <coughs> when everybody's saying, excuse me, everybody's saying it can't happen, don't give up. Believe in Jesus, but also believe in the gifts of miracles from the Holy Spirit. Is the gift of the working of miracles and it can come into your life miracles are not just limited to healing god can give you miracles in your job they'll promote you and you wonder what's going on every time they see you they want to promote you and you're wondering what's going on they say i just like it or they walk up to you i got these millions i want to start a business you don't have to come up with anything i'll make you my partner i'll do everything I just like you. Well, that's a miracle. And God can give that to you. So it's not limited to healing. God will give you miracles. But he can also give you healing miracles as well. God gives miracles to his people. There are several miracles in the scriptures have nothing to do with healing. Jesus fed, and you need to take all of this. It's so important. Jesus fed 5,000 men. 5,000 men with five loaves of bread and two fish. What that says to me, and I pray it says the same thing to you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. No matter what's going on in the society, no matter what's happening with the economy, if you got a few loaves left, 
He can multiply it. He can give you a miracle. Don't ever, you see, the Holy Spirit's gifts, they're for us. The Holy Spirit came to us with His gifts. If you are a born-again Christian and you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what's in you? The working of miracles is in you for your life and for others as well. So when you have a difficult situation, think about the one who is in you. Didn't the scripture say, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? There's miracle all over is the inside of you. And he wants to give you that miracle. He took five loaves of bread and two fish. Fed 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. Saying to his children forever, I can meet your needs. Every one of them. And if you're hurting financially this morning, take heart. The miracle worker is coming to your way. And you know, after service today, we'll be up here. Please come to receive your miracle. The Holy Spirit will give you his gifts. He doesn't withhold his gift. Jesus said, Every, anyone who comes to me, everyone who comes, I will no wise cast away. I will receive you. He gives gifts to men. Why? He just loves us. Amen? He wants to give us because he makes you happy, right? He came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Jesus also turned water into wine. Amen. And that's a miracle. Maybe your life doesn't have any excitement anymore. Things are going the other way. You need some wine in your life. You need some wine in your family life. Something to, to pick you up. You know what that says to me? Jesus will never allow you to suffer shame. The family in that place, they had guests that they had invited, probably invited more guests than they could handle. And now they were in a place where they could be put to shame. But Jesus was there. The miracle worker was there. He turned water into wine. Took away their shame. I'm sure everybody left saying, we've never been in a party like this ever. Amen? That's what Jesus wants to do for you. To exalt you and make it possible for people to talk about the miracles that's happened in your life. Amen? Jesus walked on water. That's a miracle. <laughs> he took coins from a fish's mouth to pay taxes. <laughs> Amen. I'm sure if you're owing the IRS, that would be a good message for you. Amen. <laughs> Show me where to catch that fish <laughs> so I can pay my taxes. But he gives miracles to his people. Every way when God gives a miracle is to bless mankind. Amen? When he, and he loves to bless mankind. And you are that person. He wants to give you a miracle this morning. He wants to bless you and to heal you.
Amen. But Jesus also gives healing miracles. The most astounding miracle. For me, one of the most astounding in the scripture. And you know, if you go to John chapter 9. The Bible talked about that story. Probably uh, that story is so gripping, if you read it, about the man who was born blind. A hopeless situation. Born blind. I don't know about what you think, but I personally believe that that man was born without eyes. I'll tell you why I believe that. You cannot see somebody and know that he was born blind. A grown man. You can't see a grown man and immediately know he was born blind. There's got to be something unusual that tells you without you asking or you knowing the person that says this man was born blind. I believe he had just thick skin. No opening. Amen? No opening. There was a case in Kenya with T.L. Osborne that was a child was born like that. Just thick skin. No opening. God gave the mother a miracle. T.L. didn't know the mother was in the field. But the mother says, I need a miracle from God. And she took this little boy to this meeting and they preached about Jesus, just as you're hearing about Jesus. Our Jesus is a wonderful Jesus. Amen? It's nothing impossible with him. This mother took this little boy to this meeting in Kenya and wanted this boy to see. But that child was born with a thick skin over his eye, no opening. Nothing. And preacher said, now close your eyes, we're going to pray. And the mother closed her eyes, and she was praying for this little boy. She had her eyes closed. And when she opened her eyes after prayer, she saw two bright eyes looking up at her. As the child was studying, who is this? <laughs> she started looking. Brand new eyes. I saw a picture of men and women lined up, you know, all just wanting to see this child in Kenya, in a village. <laughs> That's the Jesus we serve. And the Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can he still do the same miracles today? Can he do it at the Ark Fellowship? Oh, certainly. Can he do it this morning? Exactly. He's, he's ready to do it this morning. He is the same God. Every time Jesus goes through a message, he's, he's preaching, and there, there are sick people there that need healing, he heals every one of them. And he said, if, if two or three gather together in my name, I'm there in the midst of them. We're more than two here this morning, and the healer is right here. The miracle worker is right here. Amen. He wants to make us well. He wants to give us healing miracles. He opened that, the eyes of that blind man and changed him. If you read that story, it's so intriguing. Jesus went to him after he was thrown out of the synagogue. And Jesus told him, and Jesus don't speak that way. Usually he will say, do you believe in the Son of Man? Or son of man, if you don't believe in the son of man. To that man, he didn't say that. He said, do you believe in the son of God? And the man said, where is he? So I can believe in him. 
I'm sure he was thinking, I've heard that voice before. But he didn't see him when he heard the voice. He said, Who, where is he? So I can believe. And Jesus' reply was, He's the one that you can now see. Okay? You couldn't see. You can see him now. And he's the one talking to you. He recognized the voice. He's never seen him. And the man said, yeah, I believe he knelt down and worshipped him. For that man alone, no. For you and your family as well. You are as precious to him as that man was. And he wants to touch your life. He wants to change everything through a miracle this morning. He wants to heal your life. Can he do it? Yeah, he do it this morning. Can pastor do it? Absolutely not. But God can do it through me because he's here. One thing that you'll be learning next week is this. Because he lives in you, he expresses himself through you. Your hands become his hands. And when you touch, he touches. And there's nobody that's sick that Jesus touches that don't get well. Amen? But he's here this morning. And we carry him. Amen? We carry him. Stand up with me this morning. I believe God wants to give miracles, but I always like to honor him by asking those that have not committed to him to make that commitment. All heads bowed. And all eyes closed. You cannot have a better experience in life than to have God come into your life and live and make his home with you. That's the greatest thing you will ever experience in this life. And if you have not from the heart Ask Jesus to come into your life. What that means is you've been keeping him outside your house, your life. He stands at the door of your life. He wants to come in. How long will you keep him out there? How long will you keep him waiting before you allow him to come into your heart, your life? All heads bowed. All eyes closed. Please be sincere with your God today. By letting him know that you want him into your life. You want him in your life. All you have to do is raise your hand quickly and put it right down. When I ask you to. If you're here this morning and you're saying, I want God in my life. I want to go. I want all all of God in my life. I want to give him all of my life. No holding back. And that's you this morning. God will honor that if you just raise your hand. Raise your hand quickly. Put it back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you raise your hand, God saw your hand this morning. And he will be working with you and blessing your life. Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands to receive you as Lord and Savior. Lord, by raising their hands, they've indicated that they need you the fullness of your grace upon their lives. Be with them. Let it be known to the world that they belong to you. But above that, let them know, give them a witness in your heart that they belong to God. 
forever. We thank you for these lives, O oh God. And we give you praise for their lives. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Before we close, I'm going to ask Pastor Wendy, Pastor Angela, uh, Roy, some of you guys, I need you up here. If you need a miracle from God this morning and you really mean business, please come now. I will be here. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you. Whatever miracle you need, financial miracle you need in your life, the God who is the miracle worker is here today and I guarantee you in his name, he will give you a miracle. He will give you a miracle. God will give you a miracle. Uh, prayer partners, some of you please come and join. If you are a prayer partner, join and pray with our people. Thank you, Jesus. I know without a doubt that God will give a miracle. God, he confirms his word with signs following. God, who is the miracle worker, is here today, and he'll give you a miracle. You need healing in your body, God will heal you. God will minister to you today because he's here with us. Receive your miracle today. Receive your miracle today. And receive it in an abundant way. Thank you, Jesus.